G'day ladies and gentlemen, it's your host Stefan Angelini from Investor Types. Thanks for joining me for another episode. We're talking to business owners or people who want to be business owners or even entrepreneurs. So if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, here's some tips on what you can do to strengthen your skills and really sharpen your sword for when you get involved. But if you are a current business owner or you are an entrepreneur, well, here's some things that you can learn about to beat overwhelm, to beat exhaustion, to make sure you don't burn out, and even some little tips on how you can make yourself a better entrepreneur yourself. Now, I know we're not talking about financial products, but I just want to remind you, nothing in here is financial advice. It's simply personal information or general information. So if you've got any questions about your personal financial situation, make sure you reach out to your own financial professional. I'm Stefan Angelini. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get into it. G'day, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Investor Types. I'm sitting here with Ben Ivey. Uh, we're talking about how you're going to become a better entrepreneur. Now, Ben's calling us all the way from the UK. Hey, Ben, thanks for joining us, mate. Can you please tell us how you got started working with entrepreneurs? Sure, fantastic question. So to put it very simply, I was in Silicon Valley uh, managing my own business and then I ended up losing my father to suicide who was also an entrepreneur. And, and that really shook my world because he was my best friend. I had no idea at the time. And I ended up quitting my business and searching for, you know, why is it that entrepreneurs do what they do? How come everything can seem fine on the surface, but underneath there's something going on? And this took me on a journey where I've traveled all over the world, helping entrepreneurs from all walks of life to break through some of those mental barriers, stopping them from moving forward more sustainably. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Look, there's this big thing about, you know, entrepreneur, it's almost like it's been the buzzword of the last, I don't know, five, 10 years. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Young kids coming up through high school want to be an entrepreneur. Can you please explain to me and the audience, mate, exactly what is an entrepreneur? Because even I'm confused. <laughs> sure. So for me, I think ultimately, uh, I think an entrepreneur is someone that just does something different and wants to create their own thing so they can create freedom, right? When I look into entrepreneurship, I look at it as a vehicle to be able to do what it is that you desire. So some people look at entrepreneurship, I want to make a bunch of money. Some people say, I want to have a bigger amount of income so I can retire early. Other people say, I want more freedom. Other people say, I want more control. So I look at entrepreneurship as a vehicle in order to achieve what it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. All right. Get, it, get up, get off your horse and achieve your dreams. Yeah, um, that's I've, pretty I've, simple. I've often had the argument with people about, you know, am I, am I an entrepreneur or am I just a businessman? And people have said, oh, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you think outside the box, you're creative. And I go, mate, I'm in finance. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I can execute on an idea, but I can't come up with an idea. Uh, and then, yeah. I, I, But I think what you just said is that you can be that person, that executor. You don't have to be the creative guy that's, becoming up, that's coming up with the next app and you know, you're Elon Musk trying to change the world. That doesn't, you don't have to be that kind of entrepreneur. Yeah, so when I look at the different types of entrepreneurs, like, I think there's these three core different types we have, right? And you describe yeah. one of them, the, this creator. So I look at that as the artist, right? Yeah, someone yeah. that loves what they do. They create stuff. They, they just, you wouldn't even have to pay them. They'd still do that, right? It's not me. Then you have another one. <laughs> you have another one who's like a system manager. So these yeah. people just love managing systems, automations. They're the people in the background. They just love automating everything. 
And then the last one is about a business creator. These people love creating businesses. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a small business in retail or a huge property portfolio, they're just in it for the business. Yeah. And you get these three types. And I think that often when we look at entrepreneurs in different types, suddenly you realize it's a much broader spectrum than us identifying it in such a small way. But it's, it's so easy to get caught up, even if you are one of those people, um, the artist will typically hone in on an idea, whereas the person who gets obsessed with creating businesses tries to spread their wings so much that they just lose focus on what actually works. Um, yeah, and that's where like the execution becomes so important. Like if you've got an idea, nail down on it, get it good, build a team around it, make sure it runs and then probably maybe go and start the next one. Right. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head. Like whenever I speak to entrepreneurs, I, I attempt to figure out as best I can. And obviously people are a combination of these, but once someone knows what they are, they understand what are the common issues that that person will face, right? An artist is an example. Usually they avoid tasks that they don't like doing, right? So yeah. they end up procrastinating on it. They avoid it or they're, they're a dreamer and, and they just expect things to happen and they don't want to do the dirty work. They're thinking, yeah, I'm great at what I do. I've got a great product. People should come to me. Yeah. And these are often some steps stereotypes that, that, that I see that is really important for entrepreneurs to overcome. Yeah, 100%. So, to, so talk to me, you've outlined a few of the personality types of entrepreneurs, but what do you sure. think makes an amazing entrepreneur? Because that's what we're here to talk about. What makes an amazing entrepreneur? Sure. Well, I, I think an amazing entrepreneur is ultimately someone who is persistent, determined, and can follow through when times are very challenging. It's mm. easy to be an entrepreneur when everything's going well, right? Yeah. I mean, before, before COVID was happening, uh, I had business owners being like, everything's fine, it's great, la la la, it's easy. <laughs> and then like COVID hits and suddenly you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like people are questioning themselves. And I think yeah. really it's that, it's that mental toughness to be able to, to, to say, you know what, I'm in this for the long run and have the patience and the follow through. Mm -hmm. And it's ultimately also thinking long-term and allowing yourself to build that foundation from which to grow thereafter and not trying to rush things. And that just goes for people who are business owners or want to be business owners. Like you've got to grit and grind when things get tough. You don't have a choice to shut down because especially if you're, if you've got mouths to feed, if you've got employees to pay, if you've got a family to feed and you're responsible for bringing in the income, you cannot let tough times just push you down and drown you and just say, even rely on government stimulus to try and keep you going. You know, you've got to try and figure ways to adapt and change. And I guess that entrepreneurship just fits in with being a business owner in general. You know, you have to change with the times in order to just keep the wheels on the bus moving. Yeah, it's incredibly important to be innovative and to change what you're doing during any period of time. I think COVID has really shook the world in a sense of, am I doing something that is actually sustainable? Mm -hmm. Because you, you speak to business owners, if they only have one revenue stream and that's been cut off due to COVID, mm. like their business is screwed. And this is where it's, I, you know, obviously you have a diversified investor portfolio. And I know that's a lot of what you speak about on here. And I think it's very important to have those different revenue streams and be able to pivot your business and to have that flexibility. I think otherwise a lot of business get, they get too uh, tunnel focused yep. and they don't see uh, the wood between the trees. Yeah. That's what we talk about. Like when you build out a portfolio, you build out, you try to diversify your investments. So just in case yeah. one thing falls, your whole portfolio isn't shot. Same as if you run a business, like if you've got four, five, six, seven different revenue streams coming through, even if it's in the one business, but they're completely separate lines. Like I might be selling a financial advice service, but then also run educational events. Um, and that's mm -hmm. something we're pushing on more at the moment. But then I've got other service ongoing revenue streams coming through, create support for a business. Um, but as a, as a business owner and even as an entrepreneur, look, we typically, 
because you're wearing so many hats and you're trying to make sure that everyone else is happy, but as well as you're trying to think of creative and new ways to keep bringing business in, like it's so easy to just become exhausted. Yeah. How, do you have any tips for these business owners and entrepreneurs out there on how they can overcome overwhelm? Yeah. So th- th- that's a fantastic thing. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got different resources on hacks to overwhelm. I think ultimately when I think of like the best things for people, I think that one of the things that a lot of business owners get overwhelmed with is taking on too much. Yeah. And what I say is that a lot of business owners, they, they think about everything in their head and their head acts as more as this big storage unit. And what I tell people is in fact, it's better to externalize your mind. What I mean by this is getting everything you're thinking about down on a software or down on paper or, or something outside of your head so you can use your brain to analyze instead of a storage unit for things you have to do. Mm-hmm. What that does is it frees up space for you to actually focus. Yeah. And I think that a lot of business owners are attempting to do so many different things. It really does become overwhelming. Yeah. The other thing that I think is really, uh, really cool is something called the core seven. What I mean by this is that there's seven things as a business owner that you should do in your business and nothing else, right? And once you figure out what those core seven things are, what happens is life becomes much easier because you know where to focus. And when someone's starting out, they probably have a core 50, right? Yeah, yeah, but ultimately, yeah. they, if you can whittle it down and you hit core seven, and then after that, actually you become a business owner, you hit core five, core four, and you start working it down it clarifies your responsibilities and you have different buckets to put tasks so that your mind can think in different sections as opposed to taking everything on at once. What does that mean, Core 7? Give me some examples. Sure, let me give you an example. So let's say um, in your business for, for finance, right? You're, you're, you'll probably create the portfolios, right? So you're, you're obviously got to be in there actually creating it. Yep. Now, another section may be uh, you're in charge of perhaps marketing it to begin with, right? You, you need a market, get it out there. Maybe you're doing the podcast, right? So you're actually interviewing for the podcast. This is three. Now, are you going to edit all the podcasts? Are you going to create the images for the podcast? Are you going to be doing other things? Like those are some elements that perhaps you're going to outsource to other people. Maybe you're going to give them to, to, to someone else so that you don't have to be stuck down with those mundane, challenging things. And what happens is it just frees you up to realize what you need to outsource. And it enables you to focus on your strengths so that you can move forward faster in a more enjoyable way outsourcing and letting go is actually so hard because my personality, I was very much a control freak. And then finally I've learned to say, all right, well, I can give this off and I can palm this off. And you know, I don't need to do this because my, my efforts are better spent elsewhere. And you know what? You're so right. I've felt myself so much more relieved after like I ended up building processes and procedures for people to follow to ensure they did it the way I wanted them to do it. Um, which took time in itself, but now it's set up and it's just a wheel that just keeps on turning, turning. So look, I'm there. I, I feel so much easier just by letting it go. Um, yeah, so most certainly. Yeah. Automating systems, checklists. I, I think it's very important when you start first start outsourcing and, and, and getting other people on board. Yeah. And I don't know what you're like, all the people that you train are like, but if I have an idea in bed or something comes to mind, I have to send myself an email to get it off my head or I won't sleep. Or if I don't, if I don't send myself an email, I need to get out of bed and do it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, as, uh, as, as different, um, you know, stereotypes of artists, business creators, like there's always ideas going through your head, right? Something that I really enjoyed recently is, is doing something called thinking time. It's something that I took off Keith Cunningham. You sit down, you just think for like an hour on a specific thing. And I find you get so many great ideas to then execute on. And that's just a fantastic practice. And then the other thing is having, you know, an idea book or something like that that you keep near you. So you can jot that down or email yourself. I think 
you'll find everyone finds their own system. It's just finding out what's right for you on that journey. Yeah, hundred percent. I even, so I do a lot of strategy papers for clients and things like that. And I find that, and it brings me back to university days that if you cram everything just before a deadline, you don't get the, you don't get the chance to come up with new ideas and think of new strategies and new ways to do things because you're just sort of in that pigeonhole frame of mind. Whereas if you write things down and you give yourself time to expand on something, you can really start to get creative with what you're doing. Yeah. I, I think found it's that in, for me. Yeah. I think it's really important to give yourself space as an entrepreneur, right? I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs being very busy and not being very productive. It's because we get stuck in a frame of mind of, I need to do it like this. Mm. And what happens is they spend so much time on one direction it's like they've got a very low trajectory but if they spend time being creative what happens is they shift their trajectory suddenly they make much more progress because they're thinking in a different way which is why i always say your business growth will never outgo your personal growth because often we have blocks and limiting us moving forward beautiful beautiful so look as a business owner so i look i don't know if i consider myself an entrepreneur um, a business owner a businessman i think it's all sort of the same thing right but one thing we chatted about before is procrastination Um, it's so easy to get caught up um, doing different things going I'm going to do that and that and that and I don't even know at work I've got two three screens on operation at any time and I get caught up just bouncing between screens Um, Mm. do you have any tips to help people get sort of laser focused when they're doing something to beat that procrastination Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's very, um, very, very important. And uh, as I was alluding to earlier, very often I see that the different types of entrepreneurs have a stereotype of procrastination they go to, yeah. right? So like the, the example we were talking about earlier was the artist. But if we go to the business creator, right, often I find that they're a novelty explorer. That, yeah. So they procrastinate by doing so many new things. And it's actually an active type of procrastination. They explore so many different options, right? Yeah. So for entrepreneurs that are a novelty explorer, where they're exploring loads of ideas, one of the challenges and one of the things that I offer to them to help them with procrastination is about focus. Mm. And one of the things that I think is paramount importance is I usually break down, instead of a yearly goal, I, I tell my clients and even for myself, I set power year goals. So this is like a three month period where you're very honed in and you have one major that you want to accomplish. And by giving yourself that focus, what happens is as opposed to you working on lots of projects, like you understand what your overlying focus is for the period. And by giving yourself that focus, it allows you to move forward. The other thing is about some sort of boundaries that you have. I find as uh, certainly as an entrepreneur, if you've got emails open, if you've got different projects, it's very easy to feel like you're being uh, shifted in lots of directions. And then you know, by 11 a.m., you almost feel burnt out because you've made so many little decisions throughout the day. Like you've got an email here, LinkedIn there, podcast it's there. Like to be burnt out. Yeah, right. And, and, and then you get frustrated because your energy isn't at a really, really high state, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I often uh, pose to people is about uh, breaking your da- day down into certain segments where you can actually focus on one thing and working on... Uh, proactively working on tasks that affect the long-term growth of the business as opposed to being reactive. Mm. And yes, there's times to look at email and you can do that in the morning. You could do that in the afternoon. Like there's times to do that. But what I find is if you've got things open that can distract you constantly, it takes away from your task and it stops you really getting the things that you need to get done as an entrepreneur. hundred percent. I use my calendar for everything. Um, booking in meetings. I'm like, I go to my wife, they, if you want me to do something, put it in the calendar or I'm going to forget. And even when it comes down to time to work on the business strategy or to get a task done, I've set a time on my calendar and I say, I'm going to do it at this time. 
no ifs or buts. Um, and it's just that laser focused time. And that's what I find works for me. And it's all about finding what works for you. How, how do you remind yourself to do that? Yeah, I think it's so important. And I often find recurring tasks in a calendar, whether you're blocking out your know, personal time on whether you're working out and things like that. And that's so important. Like as entrepreneurs, I see so many people saying, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to exercise later. I'll do that later. But you know, if, if you don't prioritize it, business will take over. And I think it's very important to have those boundaries in place so you can spend time with your family. So you can work out and actually look after yourself because you are the most important asset in your business as a business owner to be able to have that viewpoint and to be able to build it in a sustainable way. Well, the tasks are never ending, right? I mean, as yeah. a business owner, there's always something else to work on. There's always something else to go to. There's always something new you can try. So if you don't put that time away from your side, like I know myself, like you can stay up until one, two, three o'clock in the morning, just getting on a roll with ideas. So you need to, you need to be able to dedicate that time to yourself, I guess, yeah, to keep so up. Yeah, it's so important. And one of the things that I speak about with business owners is about the entrepreneur lifestyle, like ha like understanding the lifestyle you want to live as you're building your business and also the ideal lifestyle you're aiming for. What happens is it gives you a better understanding. If you look at a week and you figure out, okay, well, what would be an, an awesome week for me? Like lifestyle-wise, like, am I seeing friends? Am I relaxing in the evening? Am I just spending time with my wife? Am I going for a walk? Mm. And, by, and by figuring out that way, what happens is we move away from this addiction of when I have this, then I will. Like when I have this amount of money in the business, then I'll relax, then I'll spend time with the family. Because what happens is we spend so much time focusing on the, what you feel is a prerequisite to having what you really want that you're just wasting years in the process. So I think identifying that lifestyle and actually figuring out what you want it to be like is of paramount importance so that you can build it in a very sustainable way, which is much more enjoyable. Yeah, man, I talk, to, I talk to my clients and everyone about, you know, goals, vision, where do you want to be as an individual and how do we have to structure your life to enable you to achieve that? Because everyone thinks, you know, I can have a goal and I want to do this, this and this, but if you can set the wheels in motion to try and get there, well, why not? But I've always got told my father, stop and smell the, smell the roses along the way. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And, you know, ha happiness is, a, is not a destination. It's a way of life. And I think you're know, very often as entrepreneurs, someone like we can become so obsessed with a goal and a specific target that very often I see entrepreneurs sacrifice everything they care most about to achieve a goal along the way, be it relationships, health, connections. And I think being able to take that time to stop and actually breathe and have patience to just chill out is really important. I also think entrepreneurs need to have a lot more fun as well. <laughs> I find that there's entrepreneurs that are just working and working like, you need to chill out, have some fun, like let your hair down, relax. And I find that, yeah, I told one of, one of the entrepreneurs I worked with last year, he had his first holiday in a year. He came back, he was just completely different, right? Just completely different person looking at the business in a whole different way. And I think that's, that's so, so, so key to give yourself that that break and to schedule it in in advance because mm. otherwise it would just go on the back burner yeah man 100 percent. and um i see like time away spent even spending time with family going away for a weekend with your family and just tuning out from the world um it does it brings you a new a newfound energy when you can do that especially like if because if you're a business owner you know you're on emails saturdays sundays night times you're taking calls on weekends you don't get that time to switch off but if you take that time to switch off i, I found it helps me yeah, I think it's so important. And actually, it was, it was funny, like during COVID, I was wondering why I was 
feeling tired and I couldn't figure it out. I was like, Ben, why am I tired? And I was like, oh wait, well, I've been in one place for four months and I haven't taken a holiday. And I was like, well, it's because everything's locked down, right? You can't take flights. You can't go to different places. And I canceled places like all my holidays, but I didn't uh, schedule time off. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take like a four day break. And even that was just re-energizing. Cause I think, especially with COVID happening, everyone pivoting, like we haven't given ourselves that, that break and that, that mini holiday that I think is really revitalizing. Man, Ben, how much do you go on holidays, man? A fair amount. <laughs> I, I, I like my lifestyle. Yeah, well, well, you have to bear in mind, like pre- previously, I, I'd be flying to different places, like once a month at least, I'd go to different places on the way, like mini holidays, because you know, I find personally, I prefer to go on like a three, four day holiday, it's like mm-hmm. a mini break. And like, yeah, you know, we could go on like a summer holiday or like skiing for a longer period of time. But yeah. for me, I think, I think building that into your ideal lifestyle is really important. Like, you know, going to Paris on a weekend, because I'm in the UK, like, like that's a cool thing to yeah. do. And it's, it's those mini things that I think are really important that a lot of, like I had someone say, you know, Ben, how can you do that? And I'm like, I, it's not like I fell into it. It's because I designed my life in a way that allows me to do that. And I think that's a really important point that people don't get. It's not like you drop into it. It's you work your way towards it and you build in that foundation to allow you to do so. Yeah. You know what? It's such an important task. Like it's, it's so important what you're saying. I like, you got some people that want to go travel and like you can go to Paris on a weekend in where I am, we can go to Tasmania for a weekend. Oh, but you got to, I think you got to look at what's important to you. So with us, um, our, my week, my weekend or my time off time is important to be spent with family. You know, I've got a young growing yeah. family and we've got, we've got a young family around us. We want to get out and see as much family as we can with our time off, you know? And that's the thing. I think everyone's different. Um, everyone's got those different important factors to them and so important shape your life around what you want. Um, yeah. it's, it's gone, please. No, I was, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, man. So for those of you who, for those people out there that, that are business owners um, or that might be, you know, entrepreneurs, do you have any tips or hacks out there to help them become better entrepreneurs on top of what we just chatted about? So I think ultimately when I think of being the best entrepreneur you can, I will always sell, tell people uh, to get coaching. And, and the, the way that I explain this is that, and I'll do this with you as well, right? If you raise your hand as high as you can, okay? As like high as you possibly, and then I say, no, but as high as you possibly can, right? <laughs> right, oh, we, we suddenly go higher, right? And, and it's so important because as an entrepreneur, we believe we can get to a certain place. Yeah. But having coaching or someone to guide us, what happens is they can view everything in a different perspective. And I think perspective is probably the biggest gift that any entrepreneur can have, whether it's a perspective from a mentor or a perspective from a coach or someone that sees something in a different way. And suddenly it becomes much easier. I'll give you uh, like an example. I, I had a client call yesterday and she said, right, Ben, I want to hit 300 K uh, in the next three months. And I said, that's amazing. Fantastic. Let's actually figure out how to do that. And as we started to look into it, her business model didn't allow her to hit that. Like she could max out on one-on-one, she could max out on group coaching, she could max out on her products. She mm. was still only hitting 90K. And I told her, listen, you either hit the business, the business model needs to change or your goal needs to change. And I think that's important because very often I see entrepreneurs you know, un- underestimating what they can do in a decade and overestimating what they can do in a year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because we... we often have these huge goals. And I think getting that realistic point of view, getting the systems in place and having that outside perspective is probably the biggest gift you can give yourself as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. 
that, yeah, that, that outside view is very, very, very important. And being realistic, right? We can, we can chase goals and have dreams and have visions, but um, you want realistic numbers because you can build your life around realistic numbers. Yeah. And, and obviously you're in finance and I think a lot of people think they need, you know, X, Y, Z millions of millions in order to deliver great lifestyle. And I'm, I'm sure you, you sit down there and realistically you're like, look, you don't actually need that much mm. to live like your ideal lifestyle. Like how much does it actually take? And I think often when you have that realistic view, you can actually figure it out. Suddenly it becomes much more manageable, achievable, and it becomes much easier as a result. That's it. So Ben, look, thanks so much for taking the time with us, mate. Um, like I've got some amazing insights. If you are a business owner or aspiring business owner or, or entrepreneur out there, um, hopefully it's giving you some insight as to what you can look out for, um, some tips on how to make sure you're keeping yourself mentally healthy, but as well as get, achieving the most from what you do. Ben, if anyone's got any questions from you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Sure, that they can reach out to me um, at ben-ivy.com. They can download like five hacks to overcome overwhelm at ben-ivy.com forward slash overwhelm. I've got a bunch of uh, resources uh, for entrepreneurs on their journey and I'm more than happy to, to jump on a call and explain how I can support them. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. So guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. That's another episode of Investor Types. I'm your host, Stefan Angelini. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any questions for me, Feel free to reach out, leave a comment below wherever you're watching this, um, wherever you're listening to it. And if you really got some good questions or you have someone you want to hear from on the, on the channel, uh, feel free to email me, investortypes at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Ben, thanks so much for your time, mate. Everyone, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon.